This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a genuine pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you that are tuning in today to watch, and especially if you're watching for the very first time. Now, now today we have a message a message from the Old Testament from one of God's great prophets, a message for 21st century man. And we're going to let Isaiah the prophet speak to us today. Isaiah has a message for our modern world. Stay tuned as we talk about that today. And also on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. And I emphasize the course is free, absolutely free. We want you to have it, and in order that you might know more about this course and know how you can study the course, we're going to pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm going to be reading today from the fifth chapter of Isaiah, and I'm going to read verse 20 and 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. The prophet Isaiah is one of the major prophets of the Bible. We refer to him as a major prophet, not because his message was any more important than any other prophet, but because of the length of the book. It consists of some 66 chapters. Isaiah was a messianic prophet. He made so many prophecies and predictions about the Lord Jesus Christ. But in chapter 5, we have a message that Isaiah delivers to the people of God in his day. But this message from Isaiah chapter 5 is a good message for people in our day. Now, I don't believe that Isaiah would have ever been selected as one of the most popular men in town. Because, you see, Isaiah laid bare the sins of the people. If you'll go back to chapter 1 and verse 2, he said, I have nursed and brought up children, 
They have rebelled against me. They, the ox knows its owner and the donkey its master's crib, but Israel does not know my people do, do not consider. And then he says in verse 4, A sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children who are corrupted, they have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel, they've turned away backward. So he laid bare the sins of the people. You see, outwardly the people were flourishing. But they forgot one thing. They were under the eye of God. And because of that, they were not able to hide or to mask the reality of what they were and who they were. And in chapter 5, we have God's complaints against his people. And in this chapter, we find out what God really thinks about man. And what God thought then about man and man's rebellion against him, God thinks today. So that's why I refer to this as Isaiah's message or Isaiah speaks to 21st century man, to modern people today. God looks down from above and he sees the corruption there is on the earth. He looks down and he sees the wars that are raging all over our earth today. God looks down from heaven and he sees the hatred between people today. He looks down from heaven and he sees all of the injustice that goes on on earth today. He sees all of the divisions between people. He sees the social tyranny And when God looks down from heaven, God sees how worship of him has been corrupted. It was corrupted in Isaiah's day, and God refused to accept it. Listen to what he writes in chapter 1, verse 11. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord. And listen to what he says. I've had enough burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or lambs or goats. God said, I've had enough of your corrupt worship. I've had enough. What is the purpose of it? Is it to make you just feel good going through a form? Are you doing that to really worship me? And then he goes in. When you come to appear before me, who's required this from your hand to trample my courts? Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons, the Sabbaths, and the calling of assemblies, I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meetings. He said, I just can't endure it. He saw their corrupt worship. He said, I can't endure it. I've had enough. And then he said, uh, "My your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, listen, I will 
not here. Your hands are full of blood. And that's the reason God was repulsed at the worship of these people. What is God's message for 21st century man through the prophet Isaiah? Number one, reject materialistic living. Look down in verse 8. Woe to those who join house to house. They add field to field till there's no place. And where they may dwell alone in the midst of, my, of the land. You see, they, they were adding house to house. They all wanted more houses. They were, they were sort of like the man who was asked, how much land does a man need? And he said, all of the land that joins mine. That just house to house, land to land, acre to acre. There was no satisfaction. See, it was, they were motivated by materialistic prosperity. And God was not the object of their worship. He was not the object of what they were doing. It was all for self. Now, God does not object to us owning land. God does not object to us having houses in which to live. God does not object to us having money with which we purchase things. But God does object to the attitude that some people might have. You know, the Bible says that it is the love of money that is the root of all evil. Some misunderstand that and say that money is the root of all evil, but that's not correct. It is the love of money. It is this, uh, the, this greed for, for material things that is the root of all of the evil that is in the world. And so God objects to people's attitude. And sometimes we may be guilty of the same thing these people were guilty of. And we want to be left alone with our possessions. We just want people to leave us alone and I will just want to have my things around me. And we find absolutely no time for God. But let me tell you one thing. You may be caught up in the materialistic things of this life. Wanting a little bit more land, a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. But one day, my friend, you may be leaving God out of your life now, but one day you will find time to die. You will find time to die. There was a rich man, rich farmer, whose grounds brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, now what am I going to do? I don't have room to bestow all of my fruits and my goods. He said, this is what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns. I'll, be, I'll build greater. And there I'll bestow all of my fruits and all of my goods. And I'll say to my soul, soul, you have goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. And God said to you, fool, this very night your soul will be required of you. Then who are those things going to be that you provided? Here was a man who was caught up in this materialistic living. He was talking about my goods, my fruits, my barns, my soul, my future with no thought of God. But God said, you're going to die tonight. You see, Isaiah's message for, material, for 21st century man is don't get caught up in materialistic living. A lot of people want to provide for the body. 
but they neglect their souls. And that's one of the greatest blunders, the greatest mistakes that an individual will ever make. But then we also notice in verses 11 and 10 that Isaiah encourages us and warns us not to be pursuing pleasure all the time. Listen to verses 11 and 12. Woe to those who rise up early in the morning that they may follow intoxicating drink, who continue until night till wine inflames them. The harps and the strings, the tambourine and flute and wine are in their feast, but they do not regard the works of the Lord. You see, when people are given to pleasure and to pleasure alone, they find no time for God. As a matter of fact, Paul talked about that in 2 Timothy chapter 3. He said, talk, talked about those in the last days, that is in the Christian age, who would be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And there is pleasure in sin. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 says that Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, for just a little while. You see, there's pleasure in sin. If there were not pleasure in sin, there wouldn't be so many sinners. And some people are just caught up in that. Now, all pleasure is not sinful. May I say that all pleasure is not sinful. They're joyous pleasures. It is a pleasure to worship God. It is a pleasure to be a Christian. It is a pleasure to tell the truth. It is a pleasure to, to, to treat people with kindness and love. Those things ought to be pleasurable to us. But they're pleasures that appeal to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and to the pride of life. And those are pleasures that can cost you your soul. Isaiah's telling us, don't get caught up in that. There isn't anything that will sap the spiritual vitality out of your soul any more than the pursuit of pleasure. Paul in 1 Timothy 5 and 8 says, she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she lives. That is spiritually dead. And so that's Isaiah's message to us in the 21st century. Now, he's already said, don't get caught up in materialistic living. Number two, he said, don't get out and pursue sinful pleasures. Now, his message to 21st century man is also this. Do not rebel against God. In verse 18, he said, Woe to those who draw iniquity, iniquity with cords of vanity, and sin as it with a cart rope. Caught up in sin, draw iniquity with cords of vanity, and sin as with a cart rope. Sometimes people get caught up in sin. They don't even try to hide their sins. I, I fear that we're living in a day where people have no sense of shame. They commit sins today openly and in rebellion to God that would have been hidden years ago. We condone things that we once condemned. And, but Jeremiah asked this question. 
Were they ashamed when they committed, uh, committed abominations? No, they were not ashamed. And neither could they blush. There's no sense of shame when people rebel against God. So Isaiah's message is, I guess if we want to put it in another way, just try to re retain the ability to blush when you sin, to be ashamed when you sin. Because some now are not ashamed of their sins. There were people in Isaiah's day who were not ashamed of what they were doing. Then Isaiah's message to 21st century man is, always have the right view of that which is right and that which is wrong. Listen to him again. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You see, here are people that were scoffing at God. Isaiah's day, they had provoked God to anger. They, they were scoffing at God. And they had twisted God's values of that which was right and that which was wrong. Things that they should have called evil, they would call it good. And things that were good, they rejected and they called it evil. They were putting things that should have been in the light for darkness, and they were putting darkness in the place of light. Things that were bitter, they, they called it sweet, and things that were sweet, they called it bitter. They had a twisted, warped sense of values. A man, a friend of mine, told me about his son. This was a number of years ago. His son stayed out all night. Didn't know where his son was. Finally, his son came home the next day. And the father began to ask him where he had been. And he spent the night with his girlfriend. He slept with his girlfriend. Which is a kind way of saying he committed fornication with his girlfriend. And the father, of course, was heartbroken. And he began to tell the son that, that, that he shouldn't be doing things like that. He said, son, that, that, that's not right. And the son replied, I shall never forget what this father told me. The son said, but daddy, don't you know now things are different. Things are different now. Well, things are different. Let me ask you who made it so. Is it some point-ahead professor in some university that's teaching a twisted sense of values? Is it some government official? Is that who makes it different? Some government official who has a twisted sense of what is right and what is wrong? Is that why it's different today? If things are different today, is it because some teenager somewhere or some millennial somewhere says everything is different today? 
All things are different today. I can tell you, there is still a standard of right and wrong. And the Bible says to abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. That's found in the Bible in Romans, the 12th chapter and verse 9. And it's the best thing for your soul to do what God says. Listen to Isaiah's message. There is a woe pronounced upon those who have this twisted sense of values and what is right and what is wrong and what is good and what is bad. And things that at one time the average person in America would call bad is now called good. Things years ago that would consider to be things that would be practiced in the dark are now brought out into the light and they're pre presented as being the thing to do. Now, God still has a standard. You know, there are laws. And if there's such a thing as law, there's a lawgiver. There's someone who made those laws. And the reality is this, God is the original lawgiver. God is the one who established the line between what is right and what is wrong. There, there was a man commenting on the attitude that people have about right and wrong. Even people in in uh, primitive civilizations have certain standards of right and wrong. And this is what the man said. Men may differ as to where the line is drawn between what is right and what is wrong. But all men must agree that there's a line to be drawn. We live in a time where people are so mixed up in their sense of values. And one of the reasons is because they do not believe that truth is absolute. But truth is absolute. Let me illustrate. Two plus two equals four. Friends, that's an absolute truth. Well, somebody might say, well, Brother Lambert, I think it's relative. I just really think it's relative. You can't know whether it's true or not. You can't be sure about that. And, and I think 2 plus 2 could be 3. I think 2 plus 2 could be 5. Because, you see, the attitude some have today that truth is whatever works best for you. Well, that's so foolish. It is such a misunderstanding of what it really means to be searching for truth. And that's the reason we have people that, that have such a confused sense of values today. They think that truth, whatever is good for them, is what's right. And they put light for darkness and darkness for light and sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet. Isaiah's message to us is do not have that warped sense of values and what's right and what's wrong and adhere to what God has to say.
But then Isaiah also says, acknowledge your condition. Acknowledge where you are in the sight of God. Listen to him here in verse 21 and following. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. Wise in their own eyes. And prudent in their own sight. So here's a person who thinks a little bit more highly of themselves than they ought to think. They think that everyone else is a, a little bit deficient when it comes to uh, intelligence. They're just wise in their own eyes. But Isaiah says, woe to those people. Woe to men mightily at drinking wine. Woe to men valiant for mixing intoxicating wine who justify the wicked for a bribe and take away justice from the righteous man. See, some people are puffed up. They're so puffed up, they're blind to their true spiritual state. That's what Isaiah said, woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. And if you were to talk to them, they have an answer for everything. They know it all. There isn't anything they do not know in their estimation because they are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. But there's one thing they have not learned to do. They have not yet learned how to live. But they don't want people to know. They really don't want people to know they don't have it all together. They don't really want people to know that, they, that their walk with God is so shallow. That they don't want people to know that they can't control their anger, that they can't control their impatience, that they can't control their criticisms of other people. Oh, Isaiah's message is right on, isn't it? It truly is a message for 21st century man. I, God's message for you today is give your life to Jesus. By believing on Him, by repenting of your sins, by confessing your faith in Him, by being baptized into Christ, because Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. Would you give your life to Him today? I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.org. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at knowyourbible at golftel.com. Or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, 
or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1 877 5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.